0: It's your girl, Rebecca, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. Hey, boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. And I am your boo-tiful host, Rebecca. So for those that are new to this podcast, hello. And I call all of our listeners boo So welcome to our quarantine spooky story special. And this is episode six, right? I'm pretty sure it's episode six. I am losing track of time. Oh, wait, is this? No, it's episode, no, it is episode six. Okay, my Apple podcast just didn't update. But yeah, it's episode six. I've lost track of days. I swore today was Wednesday, but it is Tuesday, the 24th of March. And um, in about seven days, it's gonna be my birthday. My birthday is April Fool's Day. Definitely doesn't feel like my birthday's coming up. Yeah, kind of sucks. I mean, I'm turning 24, so it's not like it's like a big year or anything. But, I mean, it is Kobe year. And I did want to get my friends together for like a, a brunch sort of thing where there's like a DJ and bottomless mimosas and music. And But, you know, it doesn't mean I still can't celebrate my birthday on my birthday. I could just celebrate it at home. And then throw another party when everything's back to normal, which I don't know when that will be. So, I mean, I could just make it an excuse to make my birthday all year long. So, fuck it. YOLO, right? So, I hope you guys are all safe and healthy and keeping yourself occupied listening to all these episodes of Just Ghouly Things. Even if you have to start back from episode one, do it. Um, you're not going to be too impressed by the quality of it, but we are glowing up episode by episode. Oh, I can't wait for Lily to come back and be in my arms again, but, oh, and while I'm recording this, I have these cool new glasses that I got off Amazon because, you know, obviously when you're in a panic during a pandemic, um, you just start buying random shit off Amazon, even though it doesn't come next day anymore. Um, So I bought these glasses. I'm looking them up. They are called Livho 2-Pack Computer Reading Gaming TV Blue Light Blocking Glasses. So they're unisex glasses. I got them in clear and then this kind of like tortoiseshell color. Oh, no, they're leopard. I'm sorry. They're, I thought they were tortoiseshell, but it's leopard and clear. I'm wearing the clear ones right now, and they're actually really cute. Like, I have a problem wearing glasses because I always feel like my face shape just looks weird in any type of glasses, but this is cute. I mean, I'm not going to wear them all the time. I literally just wear them when I'm doing work on my phone or in my um, on my computer, and I've worn them for a couple hours now since doing my research and getting everything ready for today's episode. And usually by this time, I have a little bit of a headache, but I'm feeling good. So definitely would suggest these on Amazon. They were, wow, I actually had gotten them on sale. They were $15 and now they're up to $18. So um, I would definitely check them out. All right. So for those that don't know the deal already, I'm going to read you guys 10 paranormal stories, like a whole variety, so um, you're not going to know what you're going to get. And I kind of am going into this blind as well. I kind of skim the stories, I'm like, "Oh, this can look interesting." And then I read it, so I give you my authentic feedback in the here and now. So without further ado, let's get into that first story, shall we? All right. This is titled, "Someone else was Listening." I will do to me. I will do my best to make this short. This incident happened when I think I was 20, 22 years old. During one summer vacation, I went back home from university. I used to be an active member of a Christian church, but when I started studying far away from home, I kind of stopped. My grandma, on the other hand, is still a very, very active churchgoer and annoyingly, LOL, she signed me up to join a youth camp. It was not for free and the, and she made And she paid for it for me, and I didn't want to disappoint, so I ended up going. The campsite was actually close to my house. It was held at a very old college, almost ancient, LOL, because that was where grandma and her siblings also went. It was so old and was said to be haunted. The thing is, is I am very picky when it comes to restrooms. Obviously, the college restrooms did not have any shower, and it looked unsanitary. I cannot imagine using it at all. I was going to sleep on the fourth floor, which is a classroom. I was going to sleep there with nine other women. Before sunset, I approached my cousin, who was a member of the worship team. I told him I couldn't shower there, so if he could accompany me at around 4 a.m. to go back home and take a shower before the activity starts at 6 a.m., that would be great. He agreed, so I prepared to see him again early in the morning. I went to the classroom, and on my way there at the staircase, I saw Ara's sister. Ara is one of the girls there around my age her sister is mj she was wearing a white bathrobe and looked like she was about to go to the restroom i called her but she ignored me as if she did not hear me so i let it go that night i was already in bed but i couldn't sleep and saw mj again enter the room as if fresh from the shower i did not talk to her because i did not want to make some noise moving forward it is 3 a.m and i still couldn't sleep everyone was asleep already the annoying part was it was raining heavily. I texted my cousin that perhaps our plan to go home would not push through anymore because of the heavy rain. He did not respond and I began to be worried. Suddenly, I heard strange noises in the, in the window. I could hear dogs. But I was on the fourth floor, so I thought, dogs on the fourth floor? When I looked at the window again, I saw my cousin outside. I slowly and softly leaned against the window and told him to just go back to their room because it's not possible to go home and we'll just quickly go after our breakfast instead. I said a lot of things already when I noticed that he wasn't looking straight at me. It's as if he was staring above my head. He did not say a sim- single thing and did not even blink once. He was wearing a white camisa chino. I adjusted the jalusi to look at his feet and it turned into smoke wait what his feet slowly turned into smoke okay that's fucking weird also six dogs were surrounding him in my disbelief he himself turned into smoke i fell on the floor and froze i urged myself to snap and went back to bed i did not sleep at all i was under the blanket the whole time I did not care if I couldn't breathe anymore. I was so shocked and scared that I was not able to scream or cry. When the morning came, I saw my cousin. This time, he was real and in flesh. I did not tell him what I saw yet, but he said the whole worship team did not sleep at the school because they had to go back to our church and sleep there for lack of electricity. They also had to practice. He couldn't reply to me because his phone was dead, and since it was raining, he figured I would not want to go, too. I managed to eat breakfast and met Ara. I jokingly told her that MJ, her sister, was such a snob. I told her I saw her, but she ignored me. She was confused for a moment, then said that her sister did not join the camp. She was still out of town and couldn't go home on time. That response convinced me that I am being played by some evil or malignant spirit. I went home as fast as I can and told my grandma everything. I was in a four-day camp, but I decided to end it immediately. My grandma asked me, have you prayed at night? I did not answer. I haven't. Oh, oh, this is eerie. This is eerie. The fact that she saw two people that she knows, but they weren't actually there, that is freaky. And it makes you think, is it something to do with the property? What's, like, what's, the, what's the deal with this? Huh. That's a good story. All right. This is titled Dream Are Real, UFOs in Poland. All right. So I can already tell you guys right now, there are a couple of words in here that I guess they're Polish words that I am going to butcher. So for all of my Polish listeners, I am so sorry ahead of time because I am going to destroy these words. I'm going to try my best, but be very, very disappointed. Okay. This starts. Hi, I'd like to tell you my story about meeting with, an F- with a UFO. Oh, okay. I lived in Poland in the Silesia voivodeship in the vicinity Czech It all happened to me a few days ago. It was evening around 6 p.m. when I went to the bus stop to see the timetable when the buses were still driving. Because of the prevailing coronavirus, nobody walked on the street. The people sat in their houses... I was alone. Only cars were driving along the way and probably several employees were still sitting on the nearby plot, which is folded, dirt, sand, some stones and foundations on repair roads. Suddenly, in the field left to me, on which cows were grazing, I saw a strong light and a strong gust of wind. In addition, there was a very loud noise that sounded very strange, like a muffled jet engine. From the light, three figures emerged which looked like some robots painted in dark blue and black police colors except for the characters in the middle which looked now like my girlfriend. She had black hair, green brown eyes, she was slim and had some dark blue uniform. Then she started to have a conversation with me. I was frightened because I wasn't sure how such a calm girl might be someone she is not in reality especially since she is not interested in any military or police services the only exception is fantasy she told me to give her the spray that i had in my hand but i refused so she gave orders for these two types to follow her and arrest me i started to then run away and i ran a bit along the road and then turned into a dirt road where there were no street lights I then started to feel like I was starting to slow down and I lost consciousness. I then woke up in a metal room where she was and those two weird tin can robots who were with her at the bus stop. She started asking me some weird questions. Why love is Victoria? It was about a girl to which this being who asked me was similar to her. Then I realized that it is not my girlfriend from the school. It was a creature dressed like her maybe a reptilian when no one paid attention to me i took a key and then with his help i severed the head of the robot who was guarding me when i did that then i tried to get out of the room and discovered a passage through some technical channel and then thanks to it i left some strange flying belongings i didn't know what it was that i saw Levitated somewhere about two meters above the ground. I found myself in a field where there were several trees and a high voltage line, and there was a village in the distance. Suddenly, I heard that this creature, in the form of a girl, began to shout to me. Of course, in a few other cases, she spoke in my native language likewise, which is Polish. And then the other ship began to maneuver, but not the crew. Probably did not notice the high voltage lines above them. And then the saucer touched the cable, which was broken. And then with a strong bang, a piece was pulled into the engine and thus caused the figure of the girl to fall from the saucer. And then the ship hit the ground and began to burn. Then I came to the form that I remembered my girlfriend. I started to look at her and then undressed her to see what I was dealing with. As it turned out, her body was the same as the human body. But when I pulled her some kind of bracelet, the figure changed into some strange creature-looking alien thing. So I guess he pulled some sort of device that was on her. And then she changed from human anatomy to a creature-looking alien thing. Then I felt someone standing behind me, and suddenly everything became dark, and I woke up in a bed in the morning wondering what happened. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but I saw this, and it felt really real. I don't know if it was a dream or the truth, but if it was the truth, what did aliens want from me, or was that a dream, and what, if so, what was that supposed to mean? All right, so, you know, like I said, I skim these stories, and if they seem interesting by quick glance, I hold them for the episode so I can read them out loud. You guys, I have a fucking headache reading this story. I'm sorry. I was trying my best to read this story, but it was very butchered English, so... It was just a catastrophe trying to read this. But from what I gather, this seems like a dream. I'm not one to put other people down for their experiences, and it seems like this person thinks that it may be a dream too, but maybe there's maybe there's something behind that dream. Like why if he's never had a dream so similar to this, like what does what does this dream mean? What does this dream signify? I mean, if he did have contact with aliens, What is the message that they're trying to convey to him? Is this a message that they want him to spread to other people? You know, I do think that there is a possibility that other life forms could enter our dreams. I mean, I feel like I've heard crazier, right? I mean, I definitely feel like these life forms are hella smarter than us. So how I mean, why wouldn't they be able to enter our dreams if they wanted to, you know? All right, on to the next story. This is titled, My History with the Black Lady. Well, you may not believe this story, but this is what happened to me. It started in 1996 on a Sunday night. I was 19 years old at the time. I was already sleeping when my parents heard terrible animal screams coming from my bedroom. They came into my room and saw me floating above my bed. What? What? My mother stayed there until I got back sleeping normally. The next morning, I was not recalling anything, but my mother said to me that the screams were coming from my room and it was roaring like a lion or something. What? Okay, sidebar, sorry. If I'm seeing my child floating in bed, I am getting them not only the fuck out of that room, out of that fucking house. Are you kidding me? Anyway, back to the story. Nothing happened the following nights until things got worse two or three weeks later. Once again, I tell you what my parents told me as I don't remember much things. I began to not sleep anymore and also began to speak, scream, and cry each night. When my mother was coming to my room to ask me what was wrong, I was telling her about a lady all dressed in black sitting in one corner of my room threatening me with terrible things, saying I will go through terrible suffering and pain. Each morning, I was not recalling any of this. I also began to hate my mother to a level you can't imagine, and I'm still so ashamed of it to this day. Also, my mouth and my tongue began to burn, so I became unable to eat anything and got so skinny you can't even imagine. I was spitting everywhere, and my mother discovered that I was spitting on the rug of my bedroom, and it would leave white stains like it had been burned with a bleach or something. Those stains can still be seen today. Then, things with the black lady were still going on each and every night. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to sidebar again. This sounds demonic AF, and you should have been out of that house since that first night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on, parents. What are you doing? One morning, I was in my bed. I set the blanket on fire, but my parents came to get me out of my bed and put the fire off with water. And I remember this episode specifically. The other thing I remember was seeing my teeth falling apart in the bathroom sink during one night. I never remembered anything about the black lady, though. Around the same time, my mother began to receive anonymous letters telling horrible things about her and myself, making it short, as many other things happened, I come to the end of the story. One thing you need to know is that I had become anti-Christian at the time and was destroying everything related to Jesus Christ in the house, crucifixes, holy scriptures, and so on. My mother is a speech therapist and she goes to see her patients at their homes during the day. One day as she was visiting one of her long time patients, she broke down and explained what was happening. Her patient said, don't worry, we will fix everything. The client said, you have to put, you have to phone this number and the man will say what you have to do. The man told my mother to come with me at his home telling us that we would pray. My mother refused, as it could get dangerous for him if he ever began to pray in front of me. So he told my mother to come with a picture of me. I don't really know what the man did, but he said to my mother, I was so close to suicide myself that things were fixed now. It was on a Friday, and he told my mother on a Sunday night, he will sleep like a baby, and on Monday, he will get very hungry, and he will eat again. And this is exactly what happened. Until this day, nothing happened again, and I got saved. As I don't remember much things, this period is like a blank memory as things lasted from the autumn of 96 to around March of 97. And that's my story. That is fucking bonkers. And what are the odds that your mom is a speech therapist for several clients and happens to break down to this one person that happens to know somebody that just from a picture was able to save you. That is fucking nuts. That is such a crazy story. I love this story. I had to get some water. I've been, um, in my water, I've been putting Mio. It's like this flavored sort of, I guess it's like a flavoring in my drink, zero calories, no sugar, but not only gives, it gives you flavor, but this that I got, it's like a Mio Sport. I got the blue one because I always like blue-flavored things. And it's supposed to help. It's kind of like a pre-workout, but not as strong. And I love how this tastes. Let me get one more sip before I start the next story. Ah, some water ASMR for you guys, since Lily's not here to do her paper ASMR. All right. Shadow Man at the end of my bed. Since there was interest in other experiences I had while living in a home during my freshman year in high school, I'll go ahead and share a story. I have more, which I will probably post sometime in the near future. So I looked more into this guy that um, wrote this experience down, and he actually did put up other experiences he had in that house. So... Three of the stories today are going to come from the same source. So let's start with this shadow man account. So we only lived on this property for a year. This house is located in Oviedo, Florida. The house number was 111 West Riviera Boulevard in case anyone feels the need to look it up. I don't know if anything happened in that house before we moved in. My younger sister started feeling scared sleeping in her room alone during a time and asked to sleep in my room until she felt comfortable. Always complained about her room being too cold and feeling someone watching her while she slept. I agreed and she stayed with me. This lasted three nights and for those three nights, I would wake up and see someone at the end of my bed on my side. My room had no blinds, so light from the outside would shine in, and I would see this solid, tall figure with broad shoulders. The first night, I thought it was probably a shadow being cast from someone standing outside or something, and I dismissed it. But the following two nights, it was still there. Second night, I was scared and would would stare at it, peeking from my covers. And the more I observed it, the more I was able to tell it was inside my room. I think the third night I was so overseeing them standing there like a weirdo that instead of feeling scared, I was more annoyed and told it to leave us alone and turned over and went back to sleep. That is such a Gen Z sort of thing though. <laughs> like Gen Zs, I feel like are the generation that they're like, if they see a demon in the room, they're like, you know what? Kill me. I don't give a shit. I'm losing so much sleep dealing with your bullshit. Whatever you want to do, just do it while I'm sleeping. Okay, bye. And just like, let it happen. After those three nights, I didn't see that shadow standing by the end of my bed and my sister was able to sleep in her room again. See, that is the thing, guys. I feel like communication is so important when it comes to the other side. Um, Because some people, they complain about seeing things in their house and, oh my God, I'm so scared. Well, maybe, maybe these spirits that are in your life, they're not mean, they're not trying to hurt you, they're just there or they want to make themselves known to you. Maybe they're just confused of what's going on in their lives, maybe they don't know they're dead yet. I mean, there's just so many factors that if you communicate to them saying, this is my home now, I don't feel comfortable with you being here, can you please leave? Or, I don't mind that you're here, but please stop making yourself known to me, you're scaring me. If you communicate with the other side, in a respectful way, most of the time these spirits will leave you alone. And maybe that is the confirmation they need to move on or, you know, move on to the other side or just to realize that they're dead and they will just leave you alone. They'll still be there. You may feel them, but they won't do anything to freak you out anymore or make themselves visible to you and other people. All right. The next story this person posted was titled doppelganger. So it seems like this person had several different types of paranormal experiences in this house. This happened when I was in high school around 2007. I was in my room listening to music, looking through a chest that I had and sorting through books, drawings, and getting rid of junk. My sister was in her room and my father was in his room watching television. My mother comes into my room and opens the door letting me know that she's home from work and that she's about to start dinner and to let her know if I want anything in particular in her usual chipper self. I look at her from the corner of my eye and just nod. She's wearing her orange, red turtleneck jeans. Her hair is up in a usual ponytail. She had her keys and purse in one of her hands. Then she leaves the the room and closes my door. After a while, I think of what I'd like for dinner and walk out looking for her in the kitchen. The kitchen lights are off and she wasn't there. So I go into my parents' room and I just see my dad laying in bed watching TV. I asked him where's mom and he looked at me confused and annoyed tells me that she's not home yet, and confused, I look in the garage to see if her car is there, and it wasn't. She still hadn't made it home from work. I immediately bolted to my room and stayed there till I heard the garage door open and my mother talking to my dad in the kitchen. She was wearing a regular white t-shirt, and her hair was down instead. I still don't know what the hell that was. It looked, sounded, and acted exactly like my mother. This was one of the many strange things that happened While we lived in that house. That is freaky. I think... I've never experienced a doppelganger experience in my life. I've heard of people that have had doppelganger experiences. People that I know personally. But I think that that... that Experiencing a doppelganger and experiencing a black-eyed children thing that those two would scare the shit out of me. I think that those two experiences would make me just changed forever. Would change my whole, I don't know. I don't know if it would completely turn me off in the paranormal because I always say like I want to experience other paranormal things, but I just feel like that would really fuck me up mentally, those experiences. So hopefully they don't happen. Or if they do, it actually makes me better and helps me learn more about the paranormal world all right next story last story from this person is titled entity outside bathroom door another strange thing that i witnessed living in the 111 rental home during my freshman year in high school again i was in my room sorting through my cabinet of drawers and magazines listening to music this used to be a regular thing for me in freshman year i like to draw a lot and would store my pieces along with homework in there anyway My younger sister was in our bathroom taking a shower. My room door is open and I could see her bedroom door across the hallway. The bathroom is in between both our rooms. This was after school, so the only ones home were her and myself. As I'm going through my things, I get this strange fear-like sensation, cold, eerie, and almost sick-like. Out of the corner of my eye, I notice what looks like a person, just figured my sister finished her shower and her stepping out startled me, but it wasn't my sister. I took off my headphones and still heard the shower going. I actually turned my head to look at what it was. The bathroom door was closed and there was this humanoid looking thing hovering in the front of the door of the bathroom facing the door almost like it was waiting outside for my sister. Oh, hell fucking no. It's hard to explain exactly what this thing looked like, so bear with me as I try to explain. I was paralyzed with fear when I saw this thing. It had No flesh, no facial features, elongated neck, very thin, no feet, elongated fingers. The color looked like a blend of blood and oil slicked over smooth muscle. It looked like a skinned humanoid. That is fucking horrifying. Okay, that is also added to my list of things I never want to experience. It was just floating in place. I stared at it for a long time because I just couldn't believe what was in front of me. "'And it was terrifying. "'I even held my breath. "'It started turning its head towards me, "'almost as though it noticed I saw and was staring. "'Where the eyes and mouth would be "'seemed hollowed out and darkened. "'It was just floating in place "'and started slowly turning towards me. "'I got up and slammed the door and jumped in my bed. "'Once my sister gets out of the shower, "'she opened the door and asked if I was okay "'because she heard me slam the door.' I told her what I saw, and it scared her because she always feels strange and like she's being watched in her room. There is something going on with that house, and, I mean, it seems like this person has moved out since, but I'd be curious to know if there's history to that house. If you look up that house, if you can find any deaths or any some sort of long history, either on the house or um, on the property, it would be very interesting to see. All right, this next story reads, My First True Paranormal Experience. As a bit of background, I live in a rural, very spiritual town in northern Tennessee. My grandmother claims to have a sort of sensitivity, and after her waking up and seeing members of our family an hour to minutes before they died, I tend to believe her. I believe my first paranormal experience was in my home when when a shadow overtook the whole room as I was in my basement looking for toys. I was maybe five or six at the time, but that isn't the story. When I was around eight, maybe nine, I was staying at a friend's house. His dad was a very conservative Christian, and his mom was a high-strung, having to take care of their grandkids as well as their own after the parents became hooked on drugs, two sons above 20 and two my age-ish. They lived in a wealthy neighborhood right next to a lake, had a big house his dad had built on a hillside with a trampoline, a pool, the whole nine yards. Oh, and can't forget the hot tub. It was late. I had fallen asleep on a leather couch in their basement and awoke sometime in the night because it was chilly and cold and leather don't work very well when you're trying to sleep on it. So I went upstairs. I'm going to point out right now that their kitchen, dining room and their living room was technically the same room separated by a diagonal wooden threshold piece that differentiated the tile and the hardwood. So I lay on their upstairs couch and only a few minutes later, I heard what sounded like footsteps. It was definitely a younger kid from the speed and sound, but I brushed it off as one of the kids using the bathroom. But it kept going. I sat up and looked around. No one. I thought it was weird, but maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. Still, I got up and moved to the couch across the living room, which was facing the kitchen. Surely enough, I heard it again. The pitter-patter of little feet running through the house. It ran through the kitchen, seemed to stop at the threshold piece, and back through the kitchen, continuing through the hallway that connected all the bedrooms. Back and forth, back and forth. By now, I was sort of freaked out, and being young, I sort of froze in fear. After a bit, I sat up and it stopped. I got up, and as weird as it sounds, because it is not my house, I checked the kids' rooms to see if any of them were up. The doors were closed, and they hadn't even stirred. I knew it couldn't be a dog, because they only had two Yorkies, and they don't make the sound I was hearing. So I laid back down, still freaking out. And it starts again, back and forth, back and forth, over and over again. I ran through scenarios in my head of what it could be. Then I noticed something. It had went over the threshold and was coming right at me. Holy shit. I have chills right now. I held my breath, stunned in fear for what seemed like ages. There was no more sound after that. And soon I fell asleep. I told him about the next day and he accepted it. But in that way, a friend accepts something they think their friend is making up. Years pass. I'm either a freshman or sophomore in high school, and we share a first block class together. One day, he comes in exhausted. I asked him what happened, and he told me his dad was pulled out of bed in the night and found himself surrounded by what he described as kids in very old-style clothing, talking to the dad later as he described it as early 1800s with sharp teeth all gnashing and biting him. His dad stayed up for the next four hours, blessing the house to the best of his ability, and he hadn't slept much. I reminded him of my experiences all those years ago, and he was like, holy shit, oh my God. He turned pale at the memory. To this day, I remember as vividly as I heard it, and after visiting numerous paranormal hotspots in our locale, each with a story of their own, I still have not been as scared as I was then. I don't blame you, bro. What? The the fact that the dad woke up, dragged out of bed by kids looking like they're from the early 1800s with sharp ass teeth gnawing at him. That is fucking horrifying. That is one of the creepiest stories I've ever heard. Okay. Next story. It was trying to scare me. So back in 2012, I lived on my own at the sweet age of 19. One day, a mate and I thought it would be a good idea to do a Ouija board. Newsflash, never a good idea to do a Ouija board. Back to the story. Now again, I'm an open-minded skeptic. Ouija boards to me are kind of eh, you know? No, I don't know. Ouija boards are no. Anyway, my friends and I were doing this Ouija board. We were speaking to an evil spirit, apparently, wanting me to move out or it'll kill me. Bullshit, right? That was what I thought. A couple days go by now for me to explain this properly. My bedroom window was huge but separated into three parts, and outside that window was a porch sitting two or three meters off the ground. One night, I had my two brothers come over, who were nine and ten at the time. I spiked the idea of playing murder in the dark, so we did. They hid. I faced the front door and counted. While I was counting, I felt someone right behind me, enough to feel it breathing down my neck. Now, I'm quite short. My 10-year-old brother was just about taller than me. I had him. He thought he would scare me, and when I turned around, idiot. So I counted my last number. I turned around and go, ah, to scare what I thought was my 10-year-old brother. Nope. I froze. I saw the shadow of something. I brush it off as I do. Then the TV turns on. Okay, no worries. Turn it off. Continue the game until I find my brother's. Later that night, my mom picked up my brothers and I went to bed, so I was all alone. I fall asleep soundly. Later on, I shot up awake to the sound so loudly from under the porch bang, bang, bang. I look out my window from my bed. I could see outside through these blinds, but you couldn't see from outside in, and there was nothing. Something told me, do not go outside. So I lay back down, staring at the roof, trying to think of an explanation, and then, a bit softer, but still hard enough, bang, bang, bang. I look up again, nothing. I sit on the edge of my bed to see if someone was hiding next to my window or something. I wait for a few minutes, I'd say, and then three of the quickest, loudest, most aggressive knocks I ever heard come from under that fucking porch. Bang, bang, bang. My eyes wide Mind scrambled. I sat. I didn't know what to do. So like the dickhead I am, I went back to sleep. (laughs) I wasn't giving whatever. This was my fear. Nothing else happened that night. More did happen, but I feel like this one night has gone long enough. We want more. We want more details. And I definitely believe that the catalyst to that was the Ouija board. So moral of the story, don't fuck with Ouija boards, folks. All right. Next story, this is titled, Woke Up and Saw a Man Sitting on a Chair. It's a pretty self-explanatory title. I wanted to share this because normally I don't experience such encounters like this. So this happened a while ago, but I can remember it as happened recently. To explain, at that time, my bed was positioned on one side of the room while my dresser and a chair was placed on the opposite wall. One night, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a man sitting on the chair. At first, I thought I had sleep paralysis, but I was able to move my fingers. However, I didn't dare to do bigger movements. The man was staring at my door with an empty gaze. He was sitting absolutely still, and it seemed like he didn't even notice that I was awake and looking at him. He had darkish blonde hair, blue eyes, and I couldn't quite tell his age, but he looked rather young, around 20 perhaps. However, the strangest part was that he wore a uniform that kind of resembled the ones used while during the second world war or generally in the military at that time. I'm not sure. I didn't feel any fear. The atmosphere was calm and a warm golden light was shining onto him. It was so welcoming that I soon drifted away and fell asleep. The next morning I remembered the dream. And on top of that, it came into my mind that I had a great grandmother or I'm sorry, a great grandfather who died at the end of the second World war when he had to enlist. But at that time he was around mid forties though he was, give or take, 20 years old during the First World War. I still don't know how he looked, but my father, his grandson, had the same hair and eye color like the man who was sitting on my chair. All right, bam, that's it. It was your grandfather. Case closed. Done. That's all we need to say. It was your grandfather. There's just too much evidence there. It was your grandfather. All right, on to the last Final story for today. It is titled, Random Ghost Guy in My Kitchen. Just random men just want to pop up into random rooms. Jesus Christ. All right. I have been wanting to share this story on here for a long time. I just have anxiety, so I held it off forever. But it's corona time, so I decided, yes, this is the perfect time. Just kidding. Anyways, a little information about me. I'm a female, 21 years old. This happened to me when I was about 10 or 11. Here's some backstory. We had just moved into this nice house. It was built in 1969, and the owners before us were an old married couple. They left a lot of stuff in our, in our attic, which is still there now to this day. <laughs> There's an old rocking chair, some old books, and a bunch of creepy stuff. One night, I got into a fight with my parents, and my dramatic 10-year-old self sat in the kitchen looking out the huge window we have at around midnight. You know when it's dark and you can see the reflection through the window? Well, yeah, I was looking out the window and we have an island table or bar, as some people call it, and I see the reflection of a male figure right in front of it. Think of just a regular man, but you could see through him and he was glowing blue. I remember everything so clearly still. He was on all four. Okay, this is fucking weird. He was on all fours with his head under the ground. So I didn't see his head or what his face looked like. I went up to it. And he was literally just there in front of me on all fours and I kicked my leg through it and it was cold. Anyways, my dumb 12-year-old self literally started kicking it. (laughs) And then it like dove into the basement. Now, my basement is creepy. I know that there's activity going on down there, but that can be a story for another time. I wasn't thinking and something took control of me after he dove down to the basement I started walking towards the basement door, opened the door, and started to walk down the stairs, not even turning on the light. Yeah, you're shot. Then halfway down, I was like, wait, what the hell am I doing? And I ran upstairs. I told my parents everything that happened, and of course, they gave me the, it's just your imagination. But to this day, I tell this story to them, and they believe me now that I'm now an adult, and it was pretty damn scary. Till this day, I wonder who was that? I just always wanted answers and why I was experiencing all the paranormal experiences and no one else in the family was after that other incidents occurred, which I could also make another story time. If anyone is interested in that, well, the answer to that last statement, yes, we are interested in hearing more of your paranormal experiences. So right away, sis, Oh my God. That is, but that is like such from a movie where you have the the young person so naive. Oh, just see someone with their head down in the floorboards on all fours in my kitchen. Don't know who they are. I, when I kick them, I just go right through them. And then they shot down into the basement. And I thought, let's go into the basement and not turn the lights on. What could possibly go wrong, right? (laughs) All right, so that concludes today's episode of quarantine spooky story special episode five thank you so much for listening we are always looking to grow the amount of boo things we have listening to our podcast so in order to make that happen if you love our podcast rate us five stars on apple podcast send us a dope review um and share our podcast on your Instagram story, Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media you use. You know, whoever you're locked up in quarantine with, show them this podcast. Maybe they'll enjoy it just as much as you do. Um, I always mention Apple Podcasts just because I personally listen to our podcast through Apple, Apple Podcasts. But you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Um but yeah, if we but you can rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and then the more that you rate and review us, we go up the charts, so more people can find our podcast and we can continue to grow um this podcast to the caliber that it should be. Bur, you know, we're getting there and I'm so proud of every step that we're taking. So, um if you'd like to donate to help grow this podcast as well, all the money goes straight into building this podcast. None of it goes into either Lily or I's pocket. You can donate to Patreon at Just Things Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Jess Things Podcast. Follow me personally at Rebecca Ruber on Instagram, uh, Facebook like our page Just Things Podcast. Add yourself to our private Facebook group, Jess Ghoully Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show, just email us at justgullythingspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Things, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.